Hi friends, welcome to Everything Women Don't Talk About. I'm Melissa Picar or Melissa Flynn, however you met me. This is a show for women who want to have real conversations about the things that keep us up at night, but we're just not having them. For women who want to know they're not alone, they're not crazy, and that they have a bunch of women who want to help them tackle the tough stuff. Listen, we're all craving real, so let's do it. Let's be real. Welcome back to Everything Women Don't Talk About. I am excited to talk about this topic today because, um, first of all, I have two great people sitting in front of me. And I think we'll dive in by saying two things. One is, I think a lot of moms feel that life is extremely challenging, me being one of them. A lot of mind share, a lot of difficult times. But I think there's a whole nother set of moms that are dealing with realities that are much bigger than what we are perhaps and can shed some light on A, how they're doing it, but also maybe help some other moms out there. So today we're talking about the realities of being a single mom and whether that is from divorce, loss of a spouse, maybe a partner travels a lot, maybe there is an absent partner for whatever reason. Um, I think the bottom line is parenting is hard enough And this to me is a scenario that's like on steroids. Let's do this. Before me, I have Megan. Hello. (laughs) She is um, a fabulous single parent mom of two girls. Uh, She is, her situation just by way of context is she is divorced. And that is her background. Then I have Laura, who is a single mom of one daughter. She lost her husband, and so therefore she is also a single mom, but different context. And I guess I would just like to dive right in and ask this. So, and Megan, maybe you want to start. Sure. What do people not know about life as a single mom? Oh, gosh. Um, I think the, what I would say and I think I'll preface this by saying, I think all moms are in their, they're busy, they're taking care of their babies, they're trying to take care of them, not only from their activities and how busy it is, but also to their hearts and their souls and am I doing things right? So there's, I think, a, a burden, as you said, that moms carry anyway. I think for me and, and talking to other single moms is, I think the exhaustion, the physical, I guess for me, it's the physical and mental exhaustion of owning their entire life I call it kind of the business of the kids and it's just the daily grind it's from getting up you know getting things ready it's you're constantly on the move either for work or for them and you really don't I don't feel like I ever have a breather or have that moment where I'm gonna go do something for myself and I would also say is that we don't ask for help a lot which Mm -hmm. I think is maybe I'm getting better at it but I think uh one of the things is we we take it all on I think there's a pride to saying I'm doing it myself or trying to do it all myself. And I think that maybe we're a little bit closer to the edge than, than people know. <laughs> than people know. So that might be one of them. We, but we, we, can do, we can get a lot done in a day. I can say we can get a lot done in a day, but I don't know the, um, the price we pay for that. And I can, you know, in terms of the exhaustion, in terms of our own mental well-being, yeah. well-being, well-being and mental health. Yeah. Sure. And then I don't know. And then I was questioning what that means for my kids and, you know, that's a good point. Right? Yeah. Because then you have to. Because they see the stress. You can't hide. And I think you'd said, you know, you can't hide from from them. They know the situation. They know who's living in the house, who's not. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're a single mom, what I have found too is you're the default even when there's other 
adults in the room or even if the other parent is around sometimes it's very much it's still mom 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 they they almost don't even see the other adults around <laughs> so uh i have found that even when i have amazing help with my mom that they'll still bypass her even if she's there to help and ask me go so, to her i do i'm like break. there's other adults <laughs> go to her what about you laura well i think people could guess this but it can be very isolating mm-hmm. i would say especially mm-hmm. given my daughter is four and my husband died when she was 19 months old. Oh, I still get a lump every time I say that. Okay. This is Um, real. You know, I think when kids are small, I think everyone struggles. I think moms and dads, it's one of the hardest struggles because there's so much going on and it's hard to go out. It's hard to do anything. But at least I feel like when my husband was still alive, we were at home together. Mm -hmm. But when she's in bed and it's 730 and it's just me in the house, it's very lonely. Um, You know, there's music and radio and I like to write and I have hobbies, but it's so quiet. Yeah. And the other thing too, in terms of isolation, it's not that anyone does it on purpose by any means, but at my daughter's school, I'm the only single mom. And you know, I don't wish that situation on anyone. And I think it's probably by the fact that it's all a bunch of small kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but that can be isolating too. The other moms have more to talk about. And the moment I say, oh, my husband's dead, kills the conversation and I do say it that awkwardly you know because I am like I don't know what to say I get flustered so I think it can just be kind of isolating and at the soccer games the dads are making friends and the couples are making friends and even again I have such nice friends on my daughter's soccer team it just you feel like the odd man out or the odd woman out Mm -hmm. do you feel that there's resentment and I mean that I I put myself in your shoes like that's my job right is to think about this and think okay, you can't change the situation. I've been divorced myself. You can't change that situation. But it doesn't mean that there aren't days where you're probably like, I need help. I need someone to bounce an idea off of. I want to watch television with someone (laughs) and not have them (laughs) need me for something. Little people, right? Right. So The adult, you mean like the adult interaction? Yeah, the companionship. So, I mean, do you feel resentment at all? What's the, what's the feeling that you have related to dealing with? Well, mine is interesting. So you said loneliness now and I, it's, um, so I, I was the first person in Campbell's grade to get divorced and cause our neighborhood is very mulberry and there's some there's skeletons here, but it's very, um, you know, why pick a fence and all the reasons we live here. It's a great place, but I was terrified of what that would look like for her and would I be an outcast. And of course the numbers start changing as you get older but I felt very lonely. I still feel I still feel that way because then there's a new crop of moms for my my first grader who when we went to kindergarten and they're all the young parents that you're talking about. And so I do find myself like I don't go to certain parties of the neighborhood because I just kind of even though I have friends here, it just feels like you're outside of that a little bit. And I can't tell. I don't think I'm it's there. It. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It might be self-imposed me? to me sometimes, you know. Yeah. And I, I think I've had the I've been lucky enough to live have older kids, I think, and and be here for longer and and also. You know, I, I think that I've had people ex- like purposefully kind of seek me out for that reason. I don't feel like I feel resentment toward um, any particular person. I think maybe I feel sometimes that life can be unfair, but I also 
So it is for everybody to some extent. I don't. Do you feel resentment? Not. I at wouldn't all. say that's a I, word. It's just more like sad and lonely. sadness. Sad like, and lonely. Like, it's not anybody's fault. It's right. not. You know. I, I. Again, I don't want anyone else in this situation. Right. Like I mean, it's interesting when you find someone else in this situation. You certainly bond over it. But yeah. man, I want everyone to get to have what I had. Right. Yeah. And to keep it. Yeah. You know what I find really interesting is so. Um, one of the episodes that we just taped was about women who don't have children over mm-hmm. a certain age. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how if they I feel, feel like, yeah, judged, but also like a third wheel. Mm. And I started thinking about that because you get invited and you wish you had a partner with you or you feel judged because you're alone or if somebody probably says something and I'm just assuming here and you know what happens when you assume. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, but somebody invites you to something and they're like, you know, I'm proud of you for coming on your own. Yeah. And you kind of look at them and you think, well, you got nerve. And so I'm, I'm curious, do you feel that way too sometimes? Like, I think that there's a parallel, right? Between you hang out, you come out with friends, you are by yourself, but that's by, in some ways you're, you chose to come. Mm-hmm. But it, do you feel that way? Do you feel judged or like there's like a third wheel? I'm Ooh, kind of, Laura's, go for it. I'm kind of worse and I'm ashamed even to say this because it's like, what? is wrong with me to even think this. I gotta admit, I'm really quick to say, I'm a widow, I'm a widow. Like, not my fault. Like, don't worry about your husbands. Like, I didn't have... Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird? Like... You feel like maybe they are thinking you're interested? Like, I'm... Or you're moving in? You're trying to move in on there? It's kind of rude, but it's like, I feel like the assumption is that I'm divorced or like something, Mm -hmm. you know? And isn't that mean for me to even be like, I'm a widow. Feel sorry for me, like you know. Don't yeah, judge so me. Is that is that the implication? Is that you want people to know, like that I'm not after your man? Yeah, interesting. So, yeah. So, and I actually felt that way. I felt that way with women I don't know as well in the neighborhood or anywhere that I'm, because I am oftentimes alone at the activities too. Mm-hmm. My ex-husband is there sometimes, and so I have felt that with people that I'm not close to. My friends, obviously, yeah. I'm friends with them and their husbands, and everything's great. But I have felt that kind of where you almost feel like those, and I don't know if it's me. Or if it's them, but you kind of feel like, are they are they protecting? Are they like kind of standing between us? Like, I do not. I am promise I'm not interested in anybody's husband. I've had, I that has been done is to it, me. So I, am, I like, promise. Did she really that, just pull her guy I have, closer? Yeah. I mean, if, if there's something physical like that, I guess it's, you know, you know that it's not just in your head. It's not in my head. But here's the you crazy know? part to me is this. It's not like you're dealing with enough. <laughs> you are dealing with enough, right? You're dealing with. Uh, all the, the challenges of being a single mom, the responsibilities, the guilt, the my kid impact, not, and then you show up and people are you know yeah. funky towards you. So it's it's interesting. I, I think there's just so much unknown and so much unspoken about a lot. This yeah. is one of those topics. Yeah. Um, you both shared a lot um, of really eye-opening things to me. One of the things, Laura, that you had said was um, scared a lot about being a breadwinner, about, Mm. so I feel that simply because I was a single mom for a little bit and you feel that pressure. How, how does that affect life? Because I would imagine that it really is hard sometimes to carry that along with, oh, by the way, I got to be a great mom and deliver and make sure I provide Mm. and be stable. How do you manage that? Not well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I really do miss the days when I was less anxious. I feel yes. like I'm anxious all the time. And even though I, I firmly believe I'm good at what I do and I'm grateful for the work that comes my way, without without another person to kind of talk me down before a big pitch or remind me that I'm as great as I am, um, 
I find it hard to actually price myself appropriately. Mm-hmm. When um, when my husband was here and we worked in business together, it was like no problem. I, I, I feel oddly a little less ballsy. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Because you had your that. back all the time. Yeah, you had the cheerleader and the person being like, yeah. Well, and also somebody to be like, well, if you screw up or don't pull, you know, bring it in, then I can cover There's you with some... dollars. If not, right. if you look behind you are like, wow, who's going to pay for that? Me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do fear, especially um, starting my own business, which was sort of happenstance and, and large, I guess, at this point by design so that I can spend more time with the girls um, or at least have the flexibility to do that. Uh, I mean, it makes me anxious. And it's funny you said that. Right when you said that, I went, oh, yeah, I have had a lot more anxiety since doing well first of all my divorce was only about three and a half years ago um and I was you know I had a full-time job at, the, at that point but then I realized that there was too much to do at night or too much in the morning I just I mean I was turning into a train wreck in terms of like even it's nice just not have to get ready for a meeting if you don't need to or like to be able to work from home and then also get your kids so I made that choice to work for myself and see if I can I give myself a year to see if I can pull it off but I am a lot more anxiety ridden I definitely am now. And I try, though, to transfer. I mean, and then I worry about, I don't want that to transfer to the way I handle my kids. Because when you're up here and you're, you know, if you're stressed and your your senses are heightened in that way, you know, you can be shorter. You can be, you know, you, I try to really, like, take deep breaths, try to take a moment before I pick them up. But I think I'm a, I think you wrote this too. I do think I'm a, I mean, I'm a better mom when I'm, I wasn't necessarily a better mom when, when my husband was there cause I was doing it anyway. And then I was just mad that I was doing it all by myself. <laughs> but I, it, when I have help or when I have more stability, I think I'm, I can be a better mom. And the divided focus. Yeah. That's it for me. I mean, people have written about this stuff forever that it's really hard to have too many things you're trying to do in a given day if your focus is divided. Mm-hmm. And I feel that a lot. I really dislike, and I'm working to find ways to get through it, but I dislike when my anxiety spills over on my daughter. Right. And there's no way it doesn't. They feel it. Yes. So how do you talk about, because uh, it's interesting, I see you both so differently. Uh, I see you both as such, uh, truly such strong, independent women. I also am someone who has had anxiety my whole life, and it's been a major part of who I am. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine how that would be amped up. Well, and you're a strong, situation. independent woman, too. I would say I am a strong, independent woman, woman, um, but that doesn't mean, you know, exactly. internally I'm not having to keep things in check. And I don't want to be. Can I just say that? I don't yeah. want to be this strong and independent. <laughs> yeah, there are days yeah. where you just want to say, You want to lean on somebody. I want to just say, I give yeah. up today, right? Yes. I just give up today. It's well, on I, you today. Yeah. Well, I guess when I say strong and independent, I don't think it has to mean alone, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more a matter of, I know I can get stuff done. You know you can... That's what I meant. Confident, yeah. strong, capable, right? Of but course. I definitely... There's always self-doubt. There's um, imposter syndrome, I think, that yes. a lot of women deal with, especially, you know, in today's... I mean, we know there's... Take, we know that we're going backwards to some extent in pay and all different things in terms of female, you know, leadership and things... In, in that nature across the country. But anyway, I, I do think that it's, I don't want it to spill over to the kids and that's where my struggle is. Do you feel like it does is my question to you? I, I do. I think, I think I'm learning. Yes. My short answer would be yes, but I'm trying my very best to explain it in terms that are age appropriate and then apologize for it. Mm-hmm. We, we, like you said, we do a lot of apologizing. I explain 
maybe too much. I try to do everything age appropriate, but I want them to understand when I make a mistake, I just want, they need to know it's a mistake. Yeah. Because whether or not that's getting snippy or it's anything, anything. I just, I'm one of those people I do that at work too. I raise my hand and say, I did this wrong or I'm doing this and I need you to know that. Um, Cause I don't want to model, I don't want to do something and then pretend it didn't happen and they learn that negative behavior or think it's okay. Yeah, I, I mean, some days my house is a battleground. It, it just really is. And um, I have learned definitely that um, my daughter and I, we say sorry all yeah. the time. I think I say it more than she does mm-hmm. because I think I have more to say sorry for. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I talk about how I had this one moment where I just wasn't really paying attention and I work by myself. I'm an independent contractor. I have my own little small business. And I, had, I hadn't realized I had gone three days without seeing another adult, um, three days without talking to anyone outside of a three-year-old and kind of pissed off clients or just yes. clients yeah. that were all in a bad yes. mood. And I yelled something wildly inappropriate at my daughter <laughs> one morning. Um, Been there. Might have dropped an F-bomb and directed it at her, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, We've all done it. Just I've done it. Say, I've done it. Just have to say it out loud because it's like it happened and I don't want it to happen mm-hmm. again. Um, so, again, we both kind of looked at each other astonished that that actually happened, that that came out of my mouth. I said, I'm sorry. She said she was sorry. Um, and, and, I mean, that's kind of how it goes. I'm going to mess up again. I don't think I'll ever do that particular thing again. Yell at my daughter. I'm 13. <laughs> We'll talk then. Yeah, I was like, y'all talk know. to me then. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, is she's kind of learning as I'm going, and you know, she's learning everything as she grows, and so I, I'm glad at least I feel like we're we're really good at that. And you but know, don't you feel better apologizing? I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's empty either. I think it's great when we can apologize and chat and say what, you know. Don't you feel it's a wrong force for too? I mean, in a great way. I I would imagine like there's so much struggle. I would also think though that there are probably. I would bet your kids will have incredibly high EQ. Oh, yeah. Because they'll they will have had to hurt to you have nobody to deflect to. So basically, if you if you make a mistake, then it's either you to apologize or nothing. So right. they'll have to use I feel that when you Yeah. <laughs> she's doing that already and sometimes I'm like, "Wow, that's really sweet." But also it, there's kind of like this pang in me too like, "Oh my god, is she too adult?" Yeah. Like I mean, She's great about some mornings I'll get dressed and she'll be like, wow, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, oh my God, I haven't heard that in so long. Thank you. Or like, I'll do something. She's like, mom, I'm really proud of you. And she's four. Yeah. She is four years old. And while I love it, I'm like, Ugh. I have had that where you, where you're wondering if it, bur- if there was a burden, right? Are they, are they, but they might be. I mean, my, I was also, my parents got divorced. Both of them are both, they, they were wonderful co-parents. I will say like probably the best situation ever, much better than the one I have right now for my girls. Um, but I always, I, I mean, I know that I probably grew up more quickly. I knew that I was, you know, there's a dynamic of if you're with one person and my, I was, um, it was just me and my mom. And so, and that's how I'm with the girls and we have, but there's also incredible bonding that happens with that. So I have, I have worried about that too. Like, is she caring too much? Are they worried about me? I try to tell them, you don't have to worry about me. Like I've been through more than you could possibly imagine. Like, cause I cry, I'm a crier. I emote. I mean, I yell, I cry, I have all this and. But I, I, I have to tell them, especially my 11-year-old who came out like an old soul and is like can read anybody and she's an empath. So she feels everything of anybody else's, which might be like your four-year-old. And I have to tell her like, you do not have to worry. Like, it's not your job to fix mom. 
you know, you don't have to fix this situation. She wants to mediate everything with her little sister. I mean, although they fight like cats and dogs, they also love fiercely. But I mean, I do. I, I have. To, I have to tell her. It's not your job. It's to not your job. And I also tell parent. them again, it's not your fault. Like you didn't make the decision to get divorced. You, you know, this was done to you. You should be able to be mad. You should be able to be sad. You should be able to have all the feelings right. and not hide them from me. Right. You can always tell me how you feel, but I know she takes a lot on. And that's funny that you would say that because that is actually my number one goal. I don't want Bonnie to feel too that she has to take care of me. Yeah. Like I'm okay. I want her to focus on growing up. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, again, she sees stuff and she has seen stuff like, mom, I heard you crying last night. I was like, yeah, I was yeah. feeling sad, Yeah. but I'm okay. So, it's so healthy. I mean, I need to, yeah. I, I, as I've told you before, I need to steal some of your just like embrace feelings. I think that's such oh, an amazing journey. learning because so often I think a therapist, a great therapist told me maybe recently that, <laughs> perhaps. that you have perhaps just recently that you have to embrace mm -hmm. your feelings or they just kind of burden you. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So like it's be where you are. Mm -hmm. it sounds so easy to say that. It's not easy to do that, but it's really hard. And I would imagine if a kid looks at you and says, I heard you crying last night, our natural tendency, especially the generation before us, right. Yeah. was like, I wasn't oh, no, crying. No, no, no. I wasn't crying. I was cutting an onion, you know, yeah. like, yeah. like instead, right. <laughs> Instead, it's like, I, no, I was. I was sad. I mean, yeah. what permission you just gave her to yeah. be sad and to own it. That's awesome. It is awesome. I mean, I need to take, like, I told you, I, from all of these, I take notes. I'm like, <laughs> this is the 175th <laughs> thing that I need to do better. Well, I do think that's, yeah. And the divorce, too, um, you know, going through going through all that they see, they hear, even when you don't want them to, you know, and it's a big journey for them, too, you know. And it's a loss and they're confused or they're embarrassed or they, there's just so much that they go through with it. And, um, and they're sponges. Like, Bonnie yeah. is so curious. I catch her half the time when I put her to bed. Like, I'll have to check behind doors because she'll sneak down. Oh, my goodness. Hide behind doors to see, like, what's going on. Oh, yeah. She doesn't want to miss the party. Well, she's probably also wondering what's going on because there's a lot of wonder in her head. There's, right? Again, no hiding in this house. Yeah. So, so I'm curious as um, two perspectives. Because what I want to do with this podcast is always shed some light on two things, right? One is, what is it that people are going through? Like, what do we need to know about? So this is the conversation I've never heard before, candidly. I've heard mm -hmm. some of it in bits and pieces, but never solidly. But the other piece is like, what can we do as women to support each other in whatever that situation is? So if you are dealing with mental health issues, what is it that we as women can do to support whatever the needs are. So in this case, I'm not sure which one of you said this, but I sat and stared at these words. And one of you said, I've learned that it's okay to ask for help from the kids when I need it. Oh, like, I've started to do st that. And you were talking about help in general though too, right? I think we right? both said in different I think ways. Did. That we're that we are better the H word. I think you talked about the H word and that now it's that help. Like help is the word. But think about that. As parents, we're supposed to know everything and do everything. Like yeah. that's why we take care of our kids. I have learned from you both. And maybe you guys can talk about this. Some of the things that we can learn from you and maybe what we can also do better as friends. So maybe it's a little bit of each. So one is talk to me about this notion of asking your kids, feeling okay, like, listen, I can't do this alone. Yeah. I need your help. Because guess how often we do that as parents? Yeah. It's mostly like, no, I'm going to bring the waffles to the tanner and I'm going to because that's what I do. And I'll refill your glass. And I'll so refill your glass, which I still do. I do too. Sometimes. Well... I'm happy to check that first. I think it's kids can do more than we think they can. Yeah. They can handle more than we think they can. Yeah. And one of the things that I've really been excited about is, um, you know, 
just as a truly single parent, no parental backup as a widow, you know, um, Bonnie's had to do a lot of things by herself for herself. Um, like I think she probably started getting dressed by herself before most kids, mm -hmm. you know, I have given her jobs since she was two. And she turns out she really likes to do all that. Well, those, they feel like helpful, especially yes. if she's wanting to help you. And, and it makes her feel good. And I'm noticing how that's spilling over into, you know, things that she's taking on, like little bits of responsibility that just make oh, her feel great. like a, a cool little human being that can do a lot. Yes. I should have started that early. That's what I, I think the context I share with you is that I overserve and I still do. I don't know why. I don't even think it's driven by guilt. It's just this natural instinct. Natural. And also that I can work, I can be, you know, I can do anything. And super then you realize, cape. yeah, like super <laughs> woman. Um, but I, and so it's gotten so far that like I was sitting there a year ago with a five year old and a 10 year old. And I'm like, I'm still getting, you know, I love to, I, we have so many rituals. I wake them up by singing a certain song in the morning. We do, I mean, we have the girl tribe. It's kind of our thing is our mm -hmm. girl tribe and we have little cheers and stuff. But, they, I, I, I was doing everything. I'm like, oh my God, like you, I was doing the laundry when I was my oldest stage, you know, for my mom. So it's the transition and they are proud when they do things and then they do help. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm, it's much smarter to do what you've done, Laura, and have them start but, younger. Because but we can all learn now from I'm, this. Right. When I'm, <laughs> well, and I've started it about six, six months. I mean, and it's not, I didn't frame it in chores for money or anything. I said, we are a team. Our house has to operate like this. You guys have so much going on now and so many activities and mommy has to work and make money. And so we've got to be a team. Like you've got to be a team player and it's not about whining. It's not about what you're going to get out of it, anything like that. This is just your jobs, your sister's jobs, and my jobs. Isn't it interesting if we were to all approach our lives like that? <laughs> and it doesn't always go well. I mean, I've had a moment where it's like literally it's like I'm in the bathtub. And Bonnie needs something right away. And it's like, you're going to have to figure it out. And she'll be screaming, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I can't help you right now. I, I literally cannot help you. If you want to do it, you're going to have to figure it out. Natural boundaries. <laughs> I am in, in the, the bathtub. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there is no help for you. But that's great. And oh, being yeah. so upset. Right. And like, mm -hmm. I can't Throwing do it. Herself. I can't do it. And then all of a sudden, yes. she does it. She, she does it. And so, I mean, it's not, I hate that something she's had to do because I can't do it. But I'm finding... That is actually serving it's her better than I would have thought. So let me ask yeah. you this because it, I don't want to go too long. Um, would you both end with something we can do better as women to support each other? So if you are uh, not a single woman, a single parent, and dealing with this, what can we do to better support you? I miss my couples friends. You do? So you'd rather hang out with couples more even? I hang out with a bunch of women, mm -hmm. which is great, and I love that. But I do miss, like, <laughs> no, there's not... Someone in the chair next to me, but I miss some of my friends' husbands. Yeah. I know that sounds weird. Yeah, no, they're know. friends of yours, too. And I, mean, I know that's just part of being single, not necessarily a single mom. That's really good to know. Yeah. That's some of that would be nice. Like, you don't... So, basically, you would want people to not... They might be assuming you don't want to be there because of a third wheel or making you... Or whatever, but really, right. you're, it would feel great to you I to be so. with all your friends. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, um, I think in general, I think women shouldn't assume... You know, I think it's just judgment. I think I think women just have to not prejudge. I think labels, you know, whether or not you're honestly, I have friends that are they're not divorced, they're not widowed, but they're they're getting their asses kicked by the fact that their husbands travel Monday through Friday or whatever it might be. I mean, yeah. you never know. They're sure. having a kid that has a condition of some kind, and I think it's just you know, you you can't put everybody in boxes just like you shouldn't with you know all different people walks of life. I think it's the same thing with females and what we're dealing with, or men, you know, men too, but obviously like this idea that because you're a stay-at-home mom, you must be 
Labeled in, labeled in this, this way. Yes. And if you're a divorced mom, it must mean you're, you know, you know, make bad choices and whatever, whatever it might sure. be, you know, what, and, and that, or that if you're a widow, you don't want to hang around couples anymore. And I think if people would just try to get to know individuals or especially if you knew them already, ask, Maybe it's just ask, ask, especially if you know them already, you know what I mean? <laughs> just, just say like, what, how do you want this to go from now on? Or what, what are you comfortable with? And, and I think offering help is a huge deal. One of my, one of my best friends in the neighborhood, when I was working and handling everything, even when I was married, she just offered one day, she was like, let me take your, we didn't know each other. Let me take your daughter to dance every Wednesday. And it was like, I cried. I was like, oh my God. You know, she was, yeah. cause it was amazing to me. It was a huge deal. I was like this point in my week where I couldn't get her there. I couldn't pick her up. And that was huge. Now she's one of my best friends, you know, but I would have assumed that she, again, boxes and I mean, say, I they just in, ask. In general, like you said. it's like, ask, sure, consider. Maybe think a bit more, but also, man, women judge each other so that's much. A, why why yeah. do we judge when we could actually support? I mean, it's just, anyway. That's, a that's another show for another <laughs> anyway. All of you listening, stay tuned for the next episode. And as I always say, go be kind. Please go be real. Talk to your friends. Do something. Anything. Support someone. Just act. Thanks so much. If you like what you're hearing, do me a favor, go on to iTunes and subscribe to this podcast, or even better, write us a review. We need to keep these real conversations coming.